Breaking it down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Catherine Ransom is our very, very favorite host in the world. And she's, she's amazing. She's an author. And she is the subject of a documentary. And Kathy, friends call her Kathy. And I guess some friends call her Catherine. But uh, she is terrific. She is a world traveler like I am. And uh, I just got back from a trip. And I was just kind of telling her off mic. But uh, without further ado, uh, Kathy Ransom, how are you? I am fine. We're having a, a preliminary March winds here in Springfield, Illinois. Uh, there are a couple of days early, but uh, I tell you, it has been windy. But the temperatures have been nice, and we've just had a sort of a light sprinkle, much better than what they had well, where part of my family uh, hangs out. And so um, we have much for which to be thankful. But tell me, I think you went to uh, see some light bulb or something light, if I sort of remember. Yes, you, you, you heard right. I uh, went to see Aurora Borealis, and actually I didn't go to to see that per, per se. I was going uh, to interview people along the uh, the Russian uh, border, but I ended up in Scandinavia first. And uh, and somebody said, you know, this is a good time to see Northern Lights, and and I sidetracked uh, a bit, and I I went up to uh, uh, forty miles above the Arctic Circle, a place called uh, Kirina. And it's spelt like Karuna, but it's Kirina. And it's close to a place called uh, Abisko. And uh, when I got off the plane there, um, everybody that was on the little plane in this little airport were um, were there to see Northern Lights. That's what they were going to see. And um, and everybody had, you know, Arctic wear. And, and in fact, the guy said to me, he said, do you have Arctic wear? And do you have an emergency health kit? And he's saying all these alarming things, and uh, and and I said I think my wife threw some gloves in there. I'm pretty sure. And uh, and he said gloves. He was like, no, no. He said it's very cold, very cold. And actually, it wasn't too much colder than what you're used to, Kathy, and and what I'm used to. And I also had a Ford Focus that I rented when I was up there, which isn't that big a car, but not that tiny either. And um, he said, you know, he, he said it's a very small car. To, to be doing what you're doing, uh, all of these people um, hired, um, what did he call them, ice, uh, ice road drivers, experienced ice road drivers. And he said, every one of them. And I said, no, I, I'll figure it out. And I think I got stuck twice in the first day. And, oh and soon after oh that, my. I got the hang of it. And the first two days, I struck out. I couldn't see anything. Uh, it, was, it was a uh, you know, bad sky for it. I drove all over all day and all night and I was disappointed but the Lord took care of me on on uh, on the next day which was February 10th uh, a Friday and I uh, uh, and I was told by uh, somebody at the airport somebody that worked at the airport uh, he said uh, drive to I think it's called uh, Sayumo Finland which is on the border of of where I was in Sweden and um, and he said, uh, on the way back, he said, it's a very desolate, lonely road and uh, dark road, no lights, no light pollution. He said, a night like tonight, uh, you should be able to see lots of northern lights. And, and I did. 
and uh, I ended up seeing, uh, you know, I, I guess 30 to 35 different versions of it, and it was uh, amazing. And anybody who, who doubts there's a God, all they have to do is look at Northern Lights once, and uh, they'll know that uh, that was not created by man. That was uh, That is God only, God exclusive. Very nice. Just, just interesting. Are they, you know, we have some beautiful rainbows that are also lots of color. Are, are the Northern Lights even more magnificent than when you see a total rainbow? You know, occasionally we get to see one that is it, really the whole half circle. It goes from one side to the other to the ground. You know, sometimes we see just pieces. But if you had the privilege of seeing a huge one, would you say the Northern Lights are better and more beautiful than even the rainbow? Uh, you know, yes. Uh, not as colorful as I mean, it's uh, you know very green. There's a lot of green in there, and oh. and with, with the uh, stars behind it, it doesn't have all the colors. I didn't see all the colors that the uh, that the rainbow uh, has, or even uh, what some other people saw. But uh, I, I've got to say, it's just it, it it's just remarkable. As I'm driving. It, as I was driving, and, and it was hard to pull over sometimes because there's some huge trucks coming. It was just me and huge trucks, and uh, I would pull over to take video, and I took a lot of video of it, and it was uh, uh, it, just different splashes, and it would disappear, and then it would appear, and, and it just unfolds in front of your eyes. It's just it's remarkable. It's just I, I've never seen anything like it. It's much more fluid than a rainbow. A rainbow is like stable, like right there. Uh, Northern right. Lights, uh, you know, like it's it's a lot of movement to it. It's uh, it's just remarkable. It's uh, it's God's fireworks. Well, I think that's a a, a wonderful beginning to <clears throat> today's sort of conversation. I want to ask you, sort of switching subjects, Frank. If if you could be anybody, and you can answer. If you want, and you don't have to, and doesn't have to be a long answer. But if you could be anybody uh, for uh, for your life or for a while, who might you wish that you could be like? Who who would be your model or your your goal? I wish I were more like X or Y or Z. Well, I, I think we all, you know, it, you you we ask ourselves, what would Jesus do, right? What would the Lord do? So that's the that's perfection, you know. And we know as men and and women, mere mortals, that we couldn't, you know, we can't be that. Nobody's, uh, you know, has the greatness. Nobody has the power and everything. But uh, I think, you know, you you strive to to be the best person you can, and and you know, you look to the Lord for leadership on that. And uh, you know, I, I guess the easy answer is uh, is is the Lord. Uh, but. Uh, you know, I, I mean, a, a more human answer. I, I don't know. I, I kind of love what I do, to be honest with you. And um, I'd like to be, you know, thinner and richer, I guess, you know, a little thinner, a little richer. But other than that, I, 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 I like to think I wouldn't trade places with anybody. But uh, who, who do you have in mind? Well, I think you've answered in, in your beginning that uh, certainly um, we as followers of the Lord have every indication that we're supposed to uh, be as near like, we, we can't be because we're not perfect, but we're supposed to be as near like him, like him as possible. And it leads me into a story uh, that I that I read the other, not too long ago, a group of pastors were having lunch together and someone brought up the question, would you guys know Jesus 
if he walked into the room right now. So they're sitting around there, and the question comes up, you know, if he walked in, would you know him? And do you think you would? And how would we know him if he did walk right in? What would what would he be like? What would what would be the characteristics that might identify? Oh my goodness, that's Jesus right there. You know, in in my mind, I I would have to say I I don't think we would recognize Jesus because I don't know that Jesus would just come and and make himself um, appear unless he had something else in mind, like a lesson. For example, so maybe the Lord would come to us as, as somebody who's disabled, uh, maybe even severely disabled, to see how we how we treat uh, or or to see teach us how we should treat someone. But I, I don't know that the the Lord would come to us as the perfect being. To be honest with you, I I, I don't know. But I I would I would say no. I don't think I would recognize the Lord uh, if He came. If um, if the Lord uh, said, look, I'm, I'm here, um, and, you know, somebody came claiming to be the Lord, I think we'd, we'd be, you know, looking to lock him up, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and we'd say, get this, get this guy back into his institution where he belongs or whatever. I, I think it would be very difficult to, uh, to believe uh, that we're seeing the Lord. The, the Lord is well, all-powerful. And, you know, he could wave his hand and show us miracles and then people would soon understand. But I think it would take a long time for us to uh, to understand. Well, and we certainly know he will return someday. But uh, the odds, uh, you know, you're right. He's not we're not going to see him in a human being form uh, walking in. So you'll appreciate the answer. So these guys are sitting around here talking. Would we know him if he came in? And finally, one of the guys added, he said that, you know, it is not would we recognize him, meaning Jesus, but the good news is that he would know us. If we're really followers, he will know who those people are. He will recognize us. And that's the important thing, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. So then I got to thinking about that. And I want us just to take a couple minutes to think about it. What would be those characteristics of Jesus that we know that we're we're supposed to we're supposed to emulate him? We're supposed to be like him. What would be some of those characteristics that as a follower we should try to be adding? What what made him what were the things that made him stand out? What was he really good at? If we drop back into the 80, 30, 31, when he would have been walking on the earth, what would what was he like? What were the things that he was doing? Can you think of one or two of those well, characteristics? Compassion is the first thing that comes to to my mind. Uh, whether it's a you know a, a, a lady who's tossed away by society. Or, or men who are, uh, you know, tossed away by society, or, or lepers, somebody who uh, is so, uh, you know, the, the Lord Jesus uh, embraced those people. Not only did, uh, not turn, did he not turn his back on those people, but he embraced them, and he loved them, and he, he showed them love 
And uh, to me, compassion, love is uh, uh, the first thing that comes, uh, the first two words that come to my mind when it comes to, to Jesus. Uh, you know, I imagine uh, unbelievably confident, you know, confident. He knows this is the son of God. This is God's only son. Uh, he knows uh, how he's supposed to be and how we're supposed to act. He's there to teach us. Uh, so in my mind, uh, I, I would think uh, those are very confident uh, being and uh, and and somebody who, uh, who who loves unconditionally, and who is uh, is compassionate beyond any understanding that we would have. I think that's if so. Number one, we're saying that then we as followers, if we're to uh, follow him and and be as near Christ-like as possible, then we're suggesting that probably be a good idea if we are compassionate and that means reaching out to people that maybe are unlovable as well as lovable and i think so often it is really easy for us uh, sometimes to reach out to someone we know we like and we can be compassionate when they're going through suffering or when they're having a terrible time or when finances have fallen apart but if it's someone we don't really like are we and or we don't really know oh well i'll let's i'll let the government take care of them well yeah we're providing housing through uh the the government uh and we fail to reach out because uh, we're not as compassionate with those that we don't know or those that we don't care for because maybe they did us wrong and uh, or maybe they've said nasty things about us so that's a good thing I, I i would suggest another one that when i sort of think a couple of funny ones uh i think that the lord liked naps do you remember that one time he'd had a big speaking engagement on the hillside and then he and the disciples went out in the boat what did jesus promptly do I took a nap that's right and then the, if you remember this the waters got sort of stormy and the guys say hey wake up wake up because you've got to get you've got to calm the waters so it, you know that's nice for people my age because i occasionally like a nap uh it, it, just to show that, that that this jesus is has characteristics that it's hard for us to be totally and completely as compassionate and loving as he is but it isn't too hard for us to like naps we know that he um was very humble and that's another another thing that's hard i think especially for people who have done rather well in the uh the, the world as whole whether it's being able to be a, a famous news reporter or i've had the privilege of of being reasonably successful in education and things and that's the h word i think it's difficult sometimes for us to be humble we don't necessarily go around like a peacock and bragging about ourselves i don't think that but inside I don't know, maybe it never happens to you, but sometimes I sort of get, I say, oh, wow, Catherine, that wasn't too bad. Oh, you did a nice job that day. And you sort of semi-compliment yourself, just, you know, you get this, that little bit of satisfaction, and I don't know that that's wrong. But I think of the fact that Jesus had that extreme, extreme example of humility, and maybe you remember it, the guys had been out on the dusty road, and what did he do? He washed their feet. And we were having a discussion about that the other night at supper. 
down here at Concordia where we stay, and that we we sort of jokingly say wash somebody's feet. But one of the men at the table was a doctor and was talking about, you know, people don't really want you to look at their feet. They don't want you to wash their feet. Why? Because maybe you have fungus on your feet. Maybe your feet are dirty. Maybe your toenails are sort of ugly. I don't know. But it's sort of a humiliating thing to have someone wash our feet. And yet God, Jesus was able to, the king of the world. The, the creator of the world, the, the son of God, got down there and washed. And you remember Peter wanted to wash his, you know, I'm not worthy for you to wash my feet. You know, so when we start looking at ourselves, if we're going to model and be like Jesus, since that's what we need to be, his followers, sometimes we have to do some crazy things. One of the things that Jesus was really good at, he was a great speaker. How do we know that? Sermon on the Mount, for one. That's a great one. He, you know, he's, he's holding the attention of thousands of people. Now, we're not there to know. There might have been a baby crying in there, and there might have been some little four-year-olds running around and playing tag. But basically, he held that crowd until they missed a meal, and they had to have a kid share his lunch so you know he had been speaking for a long time we have to be willing i think if we're going to be like him not necessarily to hold thousands in awe but we do need to be willing to talk about him to talk about the lord not to be bashful we're not going to probably most of us be on a mountainside and speaking to thousands down over the hill but that doesn't mean I can't talk to some a shut-in or I can't talk to somebody and mention and share the word, whether you do it in writing or whether you do it in the class or whether you just do it to your neighbor over the fence. So I guess my challenge today, Frank, is that we need to be as near Christ-like as possible. And as we study his word and we think about it, what was he really, really like besides taking naps and talking <laughs> and doing those kinds of things? What was he really like? What were those characteristics? So my challenge today to us is take a little inventory. As you read some of the scriptures, think about in the New Testament where, it's, where Christ is either talking or people are talking about him and think, what am I doing? Am I loving? Am I being kind? Am I being gentle? Am I being forgiving? Because we don't like to forgive somebody who does us wrong. And remember, he forgave us because we did things that were wrong. Well, that's a long speech for today. Well, I, I imagine you have a you have a final thought for us. I do. <laughs> This one's sort of a funny one. You're going to just have to be serious. <clears throat> this was in a church bulletin. The, and I quote, The pastor would appreciate if the ladies of the congregation would lend him their electric girdles for the pancake breakfast next Sunday. <laughs> oh, 
one Do little letter out of the wrong <laughs> in That's the wrong right. way makes such a difference. Kathy Griddles versus Griddles. <laughs> that is very very funny. Uh, Frank McKay here signing off. Kathy Ransom each and every week is our host, and she's so wonderful. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Ransom Notes. <laughs> You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.